Good morning, City Church. This is Harrison, bringing you a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. Occasionally, I'll be in the middle of doing something, and I'll have this epiphany, oh, yes, I am truly an adult. One time, it happened when I asked for socks for Christmas. Um, Another time, it happened when I met up with friends for breakfast, and we spent the entire time complaining about taxes and our negligent garbage pickup. I think another sign that you're an adult is when you have to work to rest. Vacation's a great example of this. You can't stay at home to rest. You've got to get away because if you stay at home, there's always something to do. Laundry, yard work, burnout light bulbs to replace. So you have to plan a time to go away, which means that you probably have to plan to set aside some of that hard-earned cash in order to go away. And then while you're away, there's the question of who's going to take care of your pets or your plants or maybe even your children. And then there's the planning of the actual trip itself. Because if you go away and just sit on the couch for a week, you probably actually won't feel rested. So you have to ask, what are the things that I need to do that will help me rest? Do I need to plan really nice dinners? Do I need to plan time to read some books? Do I need to uh, find a yoga studio? And then if kids are involved, you like multiply all this time to 30. And even then you just are pretty much guaranteed that despite all of your planning, you're going to need a vacation from your vacation. So here's your sign that you're an adult when rest takes work. And as it turns out, there's actually a deeper reason for why this is. And we read about it in today's lectionary reading from Hebrews 4. The author's trying to explain the superiority of Christ and the new covenant over the old covenant. And one of the ways that he's doing that in this passage is showing how the Old Testament patriarchs, the leaders of Israel, couldn't deliver the Israelites into the Sabbath rest that God had promised them. He writes, starting in verse 8, For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Two quick points. First, the author alludes to the fact that the failure of Joshua and the other leaders of the Israelites to deliver them into a state of peace and rest is indicative that, as he writes in verse 9, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. This is one of those already not yet verses. You see, on one hand, every Sunday is a Sabbath, and it's to be used to rest in the promises of God. And yet, on the other hand, the earthly Sabbath is a shadow of the eternal Sabbath that we'll be invited into when Jesus returns. Second, the author is seemingly contradictory when he says in verse 10 that entering into God's rest means resting from work like God did on the seventh day in the creation account, while yet saying in verse 11 that we have to strive to enter that rest. So which is it? Is it working or and striving or is it resting? Well, let's return to where we began, working to rest. You see, this side of glory, Satan wants to work us to the bone. He wants to do whatever he can to get us to not rest in God. So he tempts us to do everything but enter into Sabbath rest on Sunday. 
So this means that we're going to have to fight those temptations. In other words, we're going to have to work to rest. What might this look like? Well, it might look like planning our week in such a way that the work that needs to get done in the week gets done before Sabbath comes, before Sunday comes. It also means saying no to the otherwise good things that would hinder us from devoting the Sabbath day to God. Uh, traveling all weekend and most weekends, playing in things like sports tournaments, uh, getting a head start on the week's work on Sunday. And what we'll find if we do this is that saying no to these things will empower our yes. They'll help us to do the things that help us to enter into the rest of God, participating in corporate worship, uh, having extended times of private devotions, uh, doing acts of mercy towards the elderly and poor and sick. So in doing this and in, in, in working to rest and striving to enter the Sabbath rest, what happens is that not only will our souls find a kind of temporal rest here and now every week, but also our souls will begin to hunger for the eternal rest of God. And in that, we will have a renewed hope for the times where we feel like rest is hard to come by. So friends, let's strive to enter into the rest of God. Until tomorrow, stay well and do good.